0: It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Brought to you by Rodden Supply and the PowerEye Midwest Lightning Sprints.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with Kirk Elliott. We're the Racing Boys. Todd Surprise, producer extraordinaire, working for us here today. Got a good show lined up for you. Hudson O'Neill is going to be joining us here in just a little bit. We'll be talking about uh, everything in late model racing and Trenton Barry a little bit later in the show. We'll be talking about some USMTS races that are coming up here in just a little bit. Kirk, how are you doing today, bud? I'm doing good. It's uh, It was uh, kind of an empty weekend. We didn't have
2: any racing on Friday or Saturday nights. But we had some racing last night, though. We did. We had uh, yeah. two NASCAR races yesterday and a sprint car race yesterday. Yeah. So we got right. a little bit of that to talk about. It's the last kind of slow weekend that we've gotten racing. It right. starts picking up this weekend. So yeah. that's good.
1: No doubt about it. Let's start off by talking about Fontana yesterday, Kurt. I, I'm going to say this right now that i believe that Kyle Bush is motivated and he's going to pick up his third championship this year would you disagree with me or agree with me on that no i would uh, i would agree
2: with that i think uh, he's a solid favorite at least to get to the final four in phoenix the way he right. started off the season and he uh, he's a different Kyle Bush we talked about this Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, even before the season got started, that he's got all the weight of the world off his shoulders now. Last year he was too concerned about what was going to happen with Kyle Busch Motorsports, what was going to happen with his career. Uh, There was a lot of things weighing on his mind. But once he got past all that and got over to RCR, he looks like the weight of the world is Uh, off his shoulder and uh, he's ready to do battle.
1: I'm going to say this, just like Rick Hendrick. He made a mistake letting Kyle Busch go. And Joe Gibbs made a mistake by letting Kyle Busch go. And I think the guy that's going to benefit from it more than anybody is going to be Richard Childress Racing.
2: Yeah, and I think uh, I think it's a match made in heaven because both sides need each other. But, uh, RC but, uh, needed uh, Kyle Busch just as much as Kyle Busch let, needed Let RC. me ask
1: you this, Kirk. Is Kyle Busch the closest thing to Dale Earnhardt that Richard Childress has had since he's been since Dale Earnhardt has passed.
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I Kevin did Harvick did a great job uh, you know, taking over that uh, car back in 2001 when Dale yeah, but died. Kevin
1: Harvick wasn't Dale Earnhardt. Right. Type mentality. Uh, uh, Kirk uh Kyle Busch is I think mentally more yeah. wired like Dale agree. Earnhardt. Would you agree? I would agree with that. Yeah. He fits
2: uh, Childress' uh, personality better than maybe mm-hmm. even Kevin Harvick did. And uh, certainly you got to say Kyle Busch, when it's all said and done,
3: mm-hmm. will be
2: the best that uh, Childress has had since Dale Earnhardt. Mm-hmm. Because I, I agree with you. I think if, if you've got to pick a favorite to win a championship right now, and it's early in the season, I get all that. Uh, the way these guys have gotten out of the box, you got to say that Kyle Bush has got just as good a shot as anybody. And I'm going to predict right now that, you know, it's hard to predict a champion because you never know who's going to be the best of the four when they get to Phoenix. But certainly it's easy to predict that Kyle Bush is going to make the final four in Phoenix at the end of the season. Well, he's already in the playoffs. Yeah. Right? But to make the final four. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna get enough bonus points throughout the course of the regular season, not just more wins, but he's gonna rack up enough bonus points by the time the playoffs start at Darlington on September the third. He's gonna have a lot to play with uh, that will get him to at least
1: Phoenix. Yeah. Um, how about Chase Elliott? He couldn't run him down yesterday, could he? He he was he was right. chiseling away a little bit at a time. But he wasn't fast enough to run him down.
2: No, but that's one of the few times that you've seen Chase Elliott be happy after a loss. You know, the way they ended up last year was not all that great. Right. And for them to get out of the gate running as well as they did yesterday, Chase Elliott was pretty happy that he finished as high as he did. And they know that they've got a race car to good battle yeah, with. He,
4: he talked about after the race how much their team worked in the off season just to, to get to the point where they could be because you know like kirk said at the end of the year last year they wasn't happy with yeah, right. the, their program at all and that race yesterday he was i think a few more laps i mean you know if wits and butts you know whatever but right. a few more laps he could have been cutting into the lead into that because we saw how kyle bush's car he took off and he had a a couple times, big lead got way out, but his car kind of backed up a little bit to yep, some of those other cars, and I think Elliott might have had something for him for a few more laps. But like you said, it was it. That's the amount of laps we had. So we
2: uh, had like seven different race teams in the top ten yesterday.
4: Yeah, more lead changes yesterday at at that race than I can't remember. They we talked about since what year? I it was it was really good to see. Uh,
1: uh, unfortunately for our dirt track drivers, yeah. uh, Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell, they were, they got caught up in that accident
4: early. Well, well Larson, Larson had a uh,
2: mechanical failure; yeah. there was some kind of an electrical problem. Lap
4: one or two, right? That I mean, it was early his
2: problem, a- and he was down sixteen laps yeah. at one point. Yeah. yeah, he was out. He early. would have had a fast race car, and that's a racetrack Kyle Larson runs very well at. He won right. there a year he won, ago. Won there, and I think he would have been a player in this race. Had that not happened to a product, in the race.
4: Is that a product of them not getting any time on the track at all? Because the f- first time they made the first laps around that track was race day,
1: right? I, 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 I'm not in favor of that. I think they need a little practice time. Well, I think they tried.
4: They no, that's the again. problem. We had snow, and <laughs> yep. did you see the Elgin track sweeper? Right. Post that photo of them with their truck full of snow. They and started. Ice?
1: They started drying that track at 5:30 in the morning. Yeah, it, yesterday.
4: It, it, yeah, they, I mean they were supposed
2: to have uh, qualifying and practice on Saturday, but they, uh, you know, everything was wiped out on Saturday. Mm, so, yeah. I'd um, still like to
4: let those cars make one lap around the track before you fired it up. Because there was something electrical with Kyle. I mean, we obviously, as soon as he got up to speed, it was, he was down on the apron immediately. He came in, they tried to fix up and back out on the car again, and he couldn't get back up if to speed.
1: If he would have had a little practice time, just they would have figured that maybe out. Maybe
4: even one lap at speed before right. they start the race. You know, it was just kind of strange to me that, you know, we've seen this a couple times now where cars have kind of went out with, had no shakedown time.
2: Well, it is what it is. Oh, no, it is. That's the part of sin And, uh, they got both races in yesterday, which was, was pretty amazing. Yes. Because I thought that there would be weeper problems and all kinds of issues with water seeping out of the wall and things of that nature. They had none of that yesterday. Yeah, they talked about that. They got to the that. racetrack early in the day, and uh, there was no weeper issues at all on that so, racetrack, uh, which
1: really surprised me. That is the last time we're going to see the two mile track. Yes, right? sir. Sad.
4: And you know what was strange? Not strange. What well, it was good? Sad to me. No i like to see a smaller track come into the field. Yeah, I want to see a half-mile track.
2: Well, they were going to have to repave the racetrack. And exactly. You, of course, any, any time you repave the racetrack, it's not going to be good as it was because, you know, it was uh, an old, worn-out racetrack that was first paved when it was brand new in 1997. Nine. Yeah. So it had a lot of mileage on the track. The track was rough, but yeah. it, it was. Uh, it still made for pretty good racing over the last few years Uh-oh. up there, but... They sold off what four hundred plus acres of that property. Yeah, four
1: hundred and forty acres, wasn't it? Yeah, something
2: like that. Well, they been? left with about ninety acres, I'm told. Yeah, it's but be be I like...
1: think we need more short tracks.
2: Oh, in, I'm am all racing.
4: for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. went through an era we had cookie cutters like ours being <coughs> planted up all around, mile and a half well, for a big uh, thing.
1: And we're pretty lucky here in Kansas because there. our racetrack really. is really racy because they can race from top to bottom. Yeah. And they can race all over that racetrack.
3: They made
4: sure ours was going to be a little bit different but compared to the But typically,
1: Kansas Speedway typically ends up everybody running at the top.
4: At the end of the night.
1: At, at By the end of the race, mm-hmm.
4: yeah. What I hope to see at Kansas is what I want to see last night at California is a sold-out racetrack. Mm-hmm. That was really good to see, a sold-out. I know everybody was there because... It was the last one, but man, it was really good to see all those people. All the seats were full. It was just really cool to see. And right. they're
2: only there once a year. Kansas Speedway, they're there twice a year. But yeah. yeah, this is this is a call out to all the race fans that's ever been to Kansas Speedway and all the folks in the Midwest. Let's uh let's pack Kansas Speedway again. Let's you, do
1: it. You know, um Marie said no one will ever be Dale Earnhardt. No.
2: There's no, only one. There was only one. I would Dale agree on with her.
1: that. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that But as in well. terms of
2: uh, personality, the bad boy, as it were, which, by the way, Kyle Bush didn't get a whole lot of booze there after he crawled out of that he race car. He did Did you notice that? Was that was surprising to me. There was so. a
1: lot of, you know, you know what that is, is because he's a West Coast guy and a lot of the people out there on the west coast they like him.
4: And there's a, and I'm going to throw something else out there. There's a lot of kids that followed Kyle Bush even though you didn't like him because and
1: Eminem's kids.
4: That that car does something to a little kid. When you're in the grocery store, you're in Walmart and you see that car, right. you buy it. That so you're going to gravitate towards him. So those kids that might be 15 or 17 that are driving the cars now out to the track, right. they might have been there cheering for him and I'm like, "You guys, I was expecting Way more booze than that sea of 200,000-some people out there. But, yeah, that um, I was surprised there wasn't more booze, yeah.
2: <laughs> good, uh, good day for our old friends at Lucas Oil to get their uh, name absolutely all over the car. First time on a car
4: server. since, I can't remember what they said. I, I heard, think
1: they took our money.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say Kyle got our money, which I can see they probably spend it a little better with Kyle maybe.
1: Well, I think uh, Kyle's a little better
3: investment <laughs> well, than the Racing Boys. Was,
4: he was definitely on center stage compared to the. But um, yes, they were talking about that. I listened to Steve Post, the Postman, yesterday during the broadcast. I was. Driving. Is he
1: not the best pit reporter? Let me tell you something. Period.
4: Whether you listen to him on Sirius or whether you listen to him on your local radio, like we did yesterday with WHB here in Kansas City, I listened to him to and from, and he's so good and he's so informative. And here is the thing: he doesn't do he doesn't stumble. The guy doesn't stumble, and therefore he gets more information in his allotted time than a lot of other guys do. Right? He uh uh, uh none of those. He he gets, and he's got his point. He's really really good. He's
1: really good, man.
2: Yeah, Steve Post. Uh, we go back a long way. You know, I first met Steve. He wasn't even with MRN Radio at that time. He was the PR guy for Ricky Rudd, the Texaco sponsored car. Mm. That's when I first met. Right. The postman, so he was uh, he was doing a lot of work around NASCAR even before he got on the air at the well, Racing. I,
4: I'm like Kirk. I like the audio broadcast. I mean, TV's good. It's a good you know if you're at home watching it. But let me tell you something. When you're in your car driving, you get you get a lot more information from that from that audio broadcast than um, you do on TV. I know it's you're not trying to fill as much on TV because right. you're watching it. But man, that. You aren't missing much when you're listening on the radio. when you're head, you, I mean, they paint a very good picture.
1: Yeah, you're, you're watching um, Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Um, Hudson O'Neill is going to join us here in just a little bit. And then in hour number two, Trenton Barry is going to talk about USMTS stuff with us. Got some races coming up.
2: They had an Xfinity race last night. John Hunter Niemann checked picked up that win he's off to a great start as well second place at Daytona and now win at Fontana driving for Joe Gibbs Racing he was driving for Kyle Busch Motorsports last year for Toyota he stayed with Toyota because he's got a personal services contract so he moved in the Joe Gibbs Racing number 20 for a full-time run at the Xfinity Series Championship this year and uh, right now you'd have to say John Hunter off to a pretty good start at going after that title
4: sparks were flying last night under those in that night race that was kind of cool to see i don't know if you watched how much you watched that but the sparks on that last few laps boy they they had it sucked down low and the sparks were really kicking because we talked about how bumpy that track is out in california man they were it was a pretty cool spectacle to watch i know it was supposed to be on earlier in the day or the day before i mean yeah but it was cool to see they put that night race on for everybody and for everybody that made the day out there you know i'm sure you know, with all the snow and rain they had, it made right. for made for a good recap or end of the cap weekend for them to have two good races.
1: Uh, Chris Yance, uh, he says that uh, I think Kyle Bush will get more fans now that he has a better attitude. I uh, think RC has had a talk to him about doing better interviews. What do you think about that? You think... RC has talked to him you know, about that. I don't that? think so. No.
2: I think Kyle's done this on his own. Just, I don't, I just don't think Just let him he be himself. Had, right. I, I don't think that he and RC have had a visit about no. that. I
3: think Kyle's done last that week, on his own.
4: Last weekend's interview just shows you that same. He didn't, you know, his last weekend interview wasn't so happy go lucky when he was taken out of that race. So You know,
2: the whole thing of it is Kyle Bush has been a team owner himself. He knows yeah. what that's like. To, yes. Right. You know, it's all about teamwork and. Kyle Busch is not the same guy that he was, ten fifteen years ago. He's mature, and uh, he's uh, a veteran guy now. He, so bites. I, I think, I think a lot of it has to do with his wife. He's yes. got a family now. He's uh, he just more mature guy, he's, and he, uh, uh you know, this is what happens I when you're in your nineteenth season of cup racing. You're you're gonna
4: mature.
1: I think uh, Braxton being a race car driver it's
4: opened his eyes a little bit
1: It's kind of uh, made him step back and take a look at things a little bit different. Absolutely.
2: He's
4: he, he bites his tongue a little more now than he would have in the past. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. normally, he might've said something and now he kind of says, you know what? Let me look at it. And that comes from being a father. <laughs> but here's, what,
2: here's what's not changed about Kyle Bush. He had all smiles yesterday because he won. Kyle Bush still does not like losing.
4: Absolutely. He, 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 he hates he's losing. A sore loser.
2: And there's gonna be times this year when Kyle Bush is not gonna be so friendly
1: to deal with after a tough loss.
4: Hundred percent. That's gonna happen.
1: But he's in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, you gotta take a look at Austin Dillon as well, driving the three car. He ended up running ninth yesterday. Right two RCR cars in the top 10 yesterday. Here's another thing and
2: Austin Dillon is a big reason why Kyle Busch has the attitude he has because it was Austin Dillon that first made the call to Kyle Busch not Richard Childress.
1: We know this, Austin
2: Dillon and so with that having happened I think the camaraderie between teammates there was already pretty good right out of the gate because Austin Dillon was the guy that actually made the call to see if Kyle would come over there.
1: Did you think for a second there that Ross Chastain might win that race?
2: Uh, yeah, until they ran several laps nose to tail, and Ross Chastain, even though he was in the lead, Kyle Busch was right on his bumper, and you could tell Busch had the faster race car. Yeah. And if you if you look at it, if once he got around Ross Chastain, mm-hmm. he was going to pull away, and he did. Yeah. So, I mean, Bush just had the faster car.
1: No no doubt about it. Um, but I think Chase Elliott was kind of running him down there a little bit at the end of that it race. It seemed like there for a little while, but then uh, – he kind of faded there a little bit.
2: It uh, it was about three-tenths of a second
1: oh, gap. I, I just want to say this about Brad Keselowski. He's turning that team around.
2: Yeah, they're gaining on it. There's no question about
1: it. No that. doubt about it. If he wouldn't have spun out early – he spun out early in that race. I think he would have had a better finish.
2: But they've got faster race cars than they he, had He last started
1: week. 16th, and he ended up running 7th. Right. You know, the big key
2: is we knew they'd run fast at Daytona. Right. Both Busher and Keselowski. That's no surprise. The big question is, how are they going to do once they got away from the super speedways? Right. And the first test of that yesterday, you'd have to say, it was a pretty good success for uh, yep. RFK Racing, the way both he and Chris Buescher ran,
1: yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. he ended up running twelfth yesterday. Any surprises by
3: that?
2: Well, I th- I think that uh, he's a better at, plate racer. At one time, he was running in the top ten, but I I think that's that's not bad. That's not a bad finish for Stenhouse coming off the Daytona 500 a week in which uh, his time was pretty well filled up doing interviews and everything else that you have to do as the Daytona 500 champion for him to come with uh, JTG Doherty number 47, the one-car team, and have a chance to finish in the top ten. I, I don't think that's a bad finish at all for Ricky. Let me ask you a question, Kurt. Word.
1: Do you think Ty Gibbs will win a race this year and get into the playoffs?
2: I'm going to say yes.
1: I am I I feel the Word same way. Where that
2: is, I don't know, but I don't, don't say know where it's going to be.
1: I think he'll win a race yeah. this year. Oh, I think so. He might have to move somebody out of the way. Gosh, he's so young,
4: man. <laughs> that kid, when you see that picture of him, we're showing a picture he's of him. He's such a young. Look at he? that picture of him, man. Yeah. He just. I mean, my son looks older than he does, and I know he isn't, but
1: man. Right. Born in 2002.
2: <laughs> you know, people are looking at Ty Gibbs a little bit differently now. That sudden death of his father, Coy. Yeah. Uh, you know, coming off the same night, he wins that championship right. out there in Phoenix. Passes away the next night. Uh, I think people are a lot more sympathetic now to Ty Gibbs after that happened. And uh, I think the, the proof is in the pudding. How's he going to handle himself versus what we saw him in the Xfinity series, rubbing people out of the way—is he a lot more respectful now? Uh, no, I think people are going. I think people are going to give him a little bit of a honeymoon. now. I, I,
1: I think he's going to rub people out of the way. Well, I don't think he's going to change as a driver. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Hudson O'Neill is going to join us here on the show. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about late model racing with Hudson. Um, he is one of the best drivers, and. He, He's really got this rocket chassis working right now. Model
2: striber and all late model racing right now.
1: Right now. All right, we're going to take a break. It's all brought to you by Rod In Supply. It's Mostly Motorsports. We'll be right back with more here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network.
5: You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys
6: rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod-in Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod-in Supply is an assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodinsupply.com. rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing or going off-road, Rod-in Supply is an assortment of rod radius rods, and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to
8: rodinsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial
6: applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rodins, radius rods, and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to
5: Rodinsupply.com.
1: Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod in Supply. Joining us now on the show is Hudson O'Neill, the New Deal. How you doing, Hudson?
10: Good. How about
1: yourself, sir? Hey, we're doing pretty good, man. We uh, we we can't thank you enough for joining us here on Racing Boys today. And uh, man, I I I just gotta say this. You have been on a roll here lately with the rocket chassis, and i I'm not so sure that it isn't because of you, the driver that has made that car a little more successful this year What do you think about that
10: <laughs> well i I don't know about that uh you know we just we just set out to try and do our best every every time we get on the racetrack and and uh you know the the car has been phenomenal, and the, you know we've really got it to to, to fit me really really well and um, it i it's just been a good pairing so far uh you know i i've been so excited to get started down at speed weeks and and to be able to go down there and now I don't know if everybody remember we had a pretty rough start to it uh it was it was not necessarily ideal the the way it all started and we we didn't even make the race at volusia the first uh the first couple races and it uh yeah it, it was it was a little little rough at the beginning but we we pulled together and and, uh, as you know, that, that's a good thing about being able to race 20 times all right there in a row is you get a lot of time to work on your stuff. And, and if it, for some reason it doesn't start very good, you, you got a little bit of time to, to rebound on it. So right. it's, uh, it was, it was a successful speed weeks and, uh, we're happy how it all turned out.
1: Do you have a lot of input on the chassis itself uh, when it comes to what you want in a car? Do, do you, do you give a little input on what you need out of that car?
10: Well, um, y- yes and no. Uh, you know, coming into this, you know, in, in the past, I've always I've always done a lot of it, a lot of the setup stuff myself, and and uh, and, and th- that was something that I really look forward to, and a lot. It had a little bit to do with the decision I made. um come, going to Rocket Chassis was just uh, being able to be around Mark and Danny and and all those guys at Rocket that they're so so intelligent when it comes to when it comes to the race cars and what, what we need out of a race car that sometimes I don't even know, you know, that the best thing that I can do is just try and tell them where I feel, where I feel like I lack at, um, you know, around the racetrack and, and maybe what I feel like I need and just just let them do their thing. You know, Mar- Mark's been around this sport for so long and, and has so much knowledge of these race cars and, and the racetracks and everything. Um, you know, he's taught me a lot over the last a few months, as to, uh, you know, what, what I need a little bit in a race car that, uh, that they've been able to teach me. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been really good. So I try to just do the best I can as, as from a driver's standpoint, just from the feel and tell them where, where I feel like I need to be a little bit better at in the racetrack. And they, they, not 95% of the time they deliver for me. So, it, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's re- really cool to, to be able to work with somebody with so much knowledge.
2: Hey, Hudson, this is Kurt. Congratulations on the great start. Brandon Shepard did a great job in that car for a number of years. He driving his own uh, family-owned team there. How'd this all come about that uh, you uh, slid into the driver's seat here, of the number one Rocket
10: house car? Yeah, thanks, Kurt. Um, it, uh, well, you know, as you know, Shepard uh, Shepherd and uh, Rocket, they had a split at the end of the year last year, and uh, – I I don't know. I don't really know what went into the, to be able to qualify for such a deal. Um, But I know that in the past, you know, me and Mark have always had a good relationship. I've been fortunate to to drive rocket cars, um, you know, for the past three years. And uh, it it was just a relationship that I had built with with Steve Baker, Mark Richards, uh, you know, the whole team, Danny, Joel, Austin. Um, You know, I've had a relationship with all of them for some years now, and Whenever, whenever it came time to, to to choose and to fill Brandon's spot as he departed, I I, I guess that they, they, they thought that I was qualified. I don't I don't know so. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it, it's really cool to even be considered for such a ride, um, you know, I, what I consider the best team in the country, and, and I've been blessed to have the opportunity to be a part of it. So it, it just means a lot. You know, everybody's making a
2: big deal out of these Longhorn chassis for you guys to step up and do as well as you are. How big of a statement is that Uh, with uh, Longhorn doing as well as they've been doing for Rocket to do what you're doing now?
10: Yeah, it, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, i'm just a race car driver sir i i I just every time i get in that seat i just try to do my best and do my job and whatever follows whatever happens afterwards it happens and and you know it's really cool to be able to represent a company like rocket chassis and uh, to be able to represent a a brand um so to speak you know um you know we we just try to do our best and and, you know the the race car industry will it'll it'll all work itself out um you know longhorn builds a great piece rocket chassis builds a great piece and and we're just you know we're just trying to do our best to sell race cars and, and uh you know if we win we're able if we if we can win races we're, we're going to be able to sell cars so whenever i get in the seat i don't i don't necessarily think about the whole rocket chassis or longhorns or anything you know i just i just think about what i can do to try and do my best and win races and and uh you know yeah selling cars is nice and uh and you know, having a successful business for, for Mark's and Steve's pleasure, it's it, it's it's good. So, um, we're just we're just out trying to win races, and everything that happens after that, it'll it, it'll all work itself out. Eighteen races, four victories, twelve
1: top fives, fourteen top tens. You're second in the the Lucas Oil ASES, uh, uh the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Uh, you know old habits I, die hard uh, old habits die hard <laughs> i traveled with the Lucas Oil ascs <laughs> national tour doing their live broadcast yep. for for many years and uh yes, it, it's just a habit for me to say that I, I, i'm just well there's
10: nothing wrong with that
1: right right so you're you're second in the points now what do you what do you feel like your chances are of winning the championship this year well uh
10: you know judging off of right now and the way we feel right now i, I feel like we have a we have a hell of a shot at it um you know i think that uh it's awfully early but i think that well, we've had a good start to the season and uh you know I, I i think that if everything continues to go the way it goes and um you know i think i think we're i think we're going to be stellar it's just uh there's a lot of different racetracks we got to go to yet um you know the, just there, there's a lot of factors and um i i think that with the leadership of Mark and some of the racetracks that i struggled at, you know, throughout my career, um, I think that, you know, they're gonna they're gonna be able to help me at just just from their knowledge of the racetracks and being there so much and racing for so long. I think that, I think that it's gonna be it's gonna be a good pairing. So, time will tell, but I think that we stand just as good a shot as any of them.
2: Well, the way this uh, points uh, system lays out now, it's kind of a NASCAR style format. There's a cutoff. One racetrack that's very important to all this is Lucas Oil Speedway, a track you've had some pretty good success at. Talk about that racetrack and how important that's going to be on the way to a possible championship.
1: Yeah, it's only two and a half hours from our house.
10: Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen the Kansas City, the Kansas City deal. Uh, but, yeah, no, it. Uh, I love Lucas Oil Speedway. Lucas Oil Speedway has, has been very good to me, and uh, – and I've I've been successful there and, and won some races. And, um, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, that Wheatland, Port Royal, I think all, all of those places are, are going to be, um, are going to be important throughout the, you know, throughout the whole duration of of the season and whatever, uh, you know, those cutoff races are going to be important. And, and, uh, you know, it all leads up to the the final at, at Eldora. So, yeah. We're just going to have to make sure we have our ducks in a row, uh, you know, whenever we come to those cutoff races. And But we're going to try to do our job throughout the year to not to put us in a position where those cutoff races aren't such a big deal and we can be ahead of the curve.
2: What are your thoughts about the Dirt Track World Championship moving to Eldora Speedway, and that's going to be the finale for this championship?
10: Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I think that, you know, how fitting to be at Eldora, you know, the, the mecca of all those a lot of our sport um you know not just in the late model side but but uh, you could say in the sprint car side and, and everything else too you know and uh i think that with with the background of of eldora and what it means to do late model racing i think it, i think it's just it, it came full circle and uh yeah. you know i think it's only fair to have our season finale there but i think it's going to put on some good racing it's going to host an amazing event um you know, we talked a lot about this chase style format that they have, and, and what it's going to mean to go into the go into the final race of the year, and know that four guys could win a championship all in one night. And uh, you know, there, there's an opportunity for somebody to walk out of there with three hundred thousand dollars. And um, I think that it's going to be really cool. It's going to draw a lot of excitement to the race. I think it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be really good for three people and it's going to suck for one. It's going to suck for whoever's leading the points, but whoever's running second, third and fourth, it's going to be awesome. Right. So, uh, so I think that it's going to be bittersweet going into that, you know, no matter who, no matter who's leading the points, if it's me, if it's Ricky Thornton, Tim McCree, Johnson Davenport, uh, you know, I think that, uh, it, it's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be sad for one good for three. So, uh, but like I said before, Um, It's going to draw a lot of attention. I think there's going to be a lot of sponsorship engagement in that event um, just based off of uh, knowing that there's four different race cars that have a chance at a a championship. So I think what they've done is good, and uh, we're just hoping that we get to be a part of it.
1: We're visiting with Hudson O'Neill. He's currently second in the uh, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series uh points i I just can't get over it for some reason um let me ask you this late model racing right now is really the most glamorous motorsports event it of all time right now because the money that it's being paid in in late model racing right now man it's a great time to be a late model racer isn't it
10: oh no doubt um yeah you know the 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 money that these series have promoted to put out is, is unbelievable. And, um, you know, it, it makes like you said, it makes being a dirt late model racer right now, very rewarding at times. And, you know, don't get me wrong. If you don't win, it's still, it's still, uh, still can be mediocre or average at best, you know, but, uh, mm-hmm. but if you can capitalize, win some races, yeah, you know, that there, there, there's major benefits to come with it. And, uh, but I've always thought that late model racing was the most competitive, one of the most competitive sports of racing that there is, oh, yeah. uh, you know, there's it's so tough and, you know, it says a lot whenever a guy can win a race one night and, and then go back out and, and, you know, run 20th the next night. it just shows you how competitive it can, the body is. And, um, yeah, so I think, uh, I think right now, dirt weight model racing is, is in a great spot. And, uh, you know, I think that, with the money and the sponsors and everything that's coming into it, I think that it's only going to get bigger, hopefully. And uh, I think that we, we we're headed in the right direction, but I still feel like we have a long way to go. Are Are you
1: going to run some of the Flow Race Night in America races this year?
10: Yeah, I, I'm sure we will. Uh, you know, as as we go and, and you know as our, our schedule allows for it, I think uh, I think we'll hit a couple of them. Hey, let's talk about those races down in
2: Florida. You won the last two nights at East Bay, but then you go over to Volusia. That last race, how much fun was that? You started 23rd and made that epic
10: charge to Matt, win that race. That was great. Talk about that. <laughs> it, whenever you can do something like that, it's always fun, and it's enjoyable to do something. And, uh but but those were those are one of those things that never happened. It uh you know, a lot of a lot of things gotta go your way throughout the course of the race to do something like that. And and the beginning of the race was I was very fortunate with just being able to pass a lot right there at the very beginning of the night or at the very beginning of the race and and uh yeah, it, it you know, I don't know. It, it it's something that I'll never forget, um, I'm sure. And it was really cool for my team, really cool for me and, and uh you know you always dream of doing something like that you just don't know if it's ever going to happen did did you find the rubber
1: a little bit earlier in that race did did it rubber up quite a bit on that last race
10: uh not really that i'll tell you where where i made a lot of my time at was you know right through the middle of that racetrack um the, the bottom was really muddy and it was throwing some wet crumbs out across the racetrack and and uh the middle of the racetrack was, was starting to brown back up just a little bit from them from those wet crumbs sitting on the racetrack and uh you know whenever we took whenever we took the green of that race, nobody really went through the middle, so it was just you know it was like the gates opened up you know and right. i and uh, I was able to pass a lot of people right through the middle you know in the first two or three laps and uh and you know i I think I passed ten or so cars right there and and you know like I said it, goes back to saying just a lot of stuff has to go your way. You know, if, if somebody would occupy the middle of the racetrack, it probably wouldn't have happened like it did for me. So, um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, I think that it was a testament to, to, my team, um, to, you know, that, you know, no matter how bad the night got, cause the night got pretty bad. We qualified bad. We didn't make it through the heat race. We got, we barely captured the last transfer spot in the B main. You know, we were just worried about getting in the race, let alone winning it. Right. And, uh, yeah. so, you know I think it says a lot about about you know my team never gave up on me even though I made some mistakes throughout the night to, to get us behind like that I think that you know they knew that that if if, uh, if we had a good race car that we could come up through there and salvage a good run but I don't think we ever thought of winning but I think that a good run was was in our sight and we just uh, it, it just happened to be a little bit sweeter than we all thought
1: uh, We're visiting with Hudson O'Neill again um, I, you got a little time off. Yeah, uh, you're not going to be racing. It looks like until atomic speedway on the 17th, what are you going to do with yourself?
10: well, we've, uh, we've been keeping an eye on the, on the smoky Mount on the world of at walls, um, event at smoky mountain. And, uh, you know, we, we got our, we got our eyes set on that right now. It's not on my schedule or anything, but we're, uh, you know, if the weather cooperates, I think that we're, we're going to give it a shot. So, uh, I don't know. It, yeah. Uh, but if it doesn't happen, I got a lot of time to deal with. I'm at home right now. I came back to Indiana. Uh, I went to West Virginia for a few days and worked, and then came back. And I've just been, you know, spending some time, just working and 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 hanging out and taking it easy. So it, uh, yeah, it's been good to be home, good to see my family and everything. So uh, we'll, uh, yeah, if 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 we get re- if we don't go to Smoky Mountain, I'll get i bu- I'll get a bunch more time to spend with some family. Hey, speaking of family, we can't go.
2: Uh, much longer in this interview without talking about your dad, who's one of the famous late model drivers of all time. How much of an influence has he been on everything that you're doing now?
3: He's
10: been great. Um, you know, any time that you can have a, a dad who, who has so much knowledge of the sport, and uh can can, you know, lend a helping hand in different different situations and, and uh, you know, be a big supporter of, of my career like he has been. It's it's really special and to the more important way to get to have him there at a bunch of these races, it, it, it really means a lot. Yeah,
1: no doubt about it. Well, Hudson, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod in Supply featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Can't thank you enough for being on, and hopefully we can talk to you down the road after another big win.
10: Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, good luck to you, Hudson. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right. There you have it, Hudson O'Neill,
2: joining
1: us here on Mostly Motorsports.
2: And he won the show me 102 years ago.
1: Yeah, no doubt.
2: At Lucas Hole Speedway. So uh, that's going to be an important racetrack for this championship coming up. So the cutoff, they're going to cut the drivers off to 16 drivers after the show me 100 right. so it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see how these races coming up leading up to that memorial weekend event will go uh but so far uh the new deal hudson o'neill is uh, got him. they've, they've He's got, got him covered about him right now
1: yeah no doubt about it um for him to come from 23rd to win that race that final race. And there race.
2: weren't that many yellow flags.
1: There wasn't.
2: I don't think there was a yellow
1: flag. And, and it was good to hear that he, he used the middle. He used the crumbs that were being thrown from the bottom up yeah. into the middle of the racetrack. And that's how he got around the ra- everybody. That was that was a thrill to watch. You know, is a fast racetrack anyway.
2: Big mm-hmm. half-mile racetrack.
1: I thought Devin Moran might have a chance to win that race yeah. at one point.
2: Well, he had a fast race car there yeah. for a while. But, boy, I, you know, Hudson O'Neill not only... When he made the pass for the lead, I mean, he checked out from there. Right. I mean, he won that thing convincingly.
1: Yeah. Who do you think is going to win the championship in the Luxor Late Model Dirt Series, Kurt?
2: Well, I, uh, you know, Hudson O'Neill certainly going be somebody to take a look at now. But uh, you look at Eldora Speedway, where they're going to decide this championship. How can mm-hmm. you bet against Jonathan Davenport?
1: I'm going to be rooting for Hudson O'Neill. To be honest with you. It's going
2: to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, you got to say th- at least three of the final four. One of them would have to be Tim McCready, who's the two-time reigning champion of the
1: series. Right.
2: Hudson O'Neill, Jonathan He's currently Davenport fourth would in be two other right drivers.
1: Now. He's currently fourth in points right now. Right. Yeah.
2: Ricky Thornton Jr. would have to be the other driver that you got to take a look at. He's been off to a great start. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, how that goes this year a lot more money on the line than there was last year so this new format the final four at Eldora Speedway. It's going to be interesting to see and how old takes.
4: Brandon Overton, you know, he's had six. Top, if you look at that, you know, he had six top fives and ten top ten. I mean,
2: But I don't think he's running for the championship.
4: That's, that's what I was going to say, yeah, but other he's, than he's not going to.
3: No.
2: You don't think he's going to run for the championship? No, he's uh, more of an outlaw-style driver. He's going to go where the money's at. He'll be there at Eldora for the Dream and the World 100. He's got three straight Dream wins at Eldora Speedway, going for his fourth in a row. And he's also won a World 100 in the last uh, couple of years. That's where Brandon Overton has really shined, is at Eldora Speedway. But I don't think he's going to run for any of the point championships out there. He'll probably go for that flow night in America. You, You
1: know, you say that, Kirk. You say that. But, you know, when a driver is running up towards the top of the points... Sometimes they change their mind, and they ended up, end up running for the points because they're in contention for the championship. That happens at times.
2: That could be. But I just don't expect that to happen to Brandon Overton. I think uh, that he's got a, a list of big money races laid out for the year. He's from Georgia. He's at third in points. Right. going to be down in uh, He's in third Georgia. in points right now. Yeah. I just think he's going to chase where the money's at. mm but who knows? We'll see what happens. It's early in the season. You're at the point of the year now where you can make decisions to go for points championships or do something else. So, uh, But you're right. You get drawn in to a points battle. You're third in points. You know, it's pretty hard to hard to, out of that. Hard to step away from that. I just don't expect Overton to uh, take that tack.
1: Right. We'll see. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod In Supply featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Um, Trenton Berry is going to be joining us here in a little bit. We'll be talking a little bit about USMTS racing that's going to be going on. And uh, got some big races coming up this weekend.
2: We've also got a race to talk about yesterday afternoon at Lincoln Speedway out in Pennsylvania with some sprint car racing in Pennsylvania this weekend.
1: We'll talk about that and more when we come back right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network.
6: You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod radius rods, and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to Supply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of rod ends. radius rods, and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you
8: can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com.
6: rod End Supply is involved with a variety of
8: motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of
6: products. Since 1989, Rod-in Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing or going off-road, Rod-in Supply is an assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. rod End Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodinsupply.com.
1: Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. We are the Racing Boys. I'm Scott. He's Kirk. Todd's Surprise, taking care of us as he usually does here each and every day. Doing a great job there, buddy. Just so you know.
4: I appreciate you saying that, my friend. Appreciate yeah, man. That.
1: You know, we've been doing this a long time together.
4: <laughs> yeah, we have. <laughs> it's been a long time
1: it's been a real long time I and remember my... let me let me just say this i uh, i i enjoy talking about just about everything with Todd Surprise for, for we, of... uh, we 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 don't talk politics in and, and, le- and not on the air <laughs> We don't talk about politics. But
4: it may happen be five, two minutes before we go on It might
1: happen a little bit before we go on air. I
4: feel bad today that I, uh, I, uh, I don't I riled, feel bad. I riled Kirk up. Minutes before I should have had him all worked up. I should have got here at noon or 11 and and then <laughs> been done by 11 30. But yeah,
2: but one thing we have uh talked about quite a bit lately how about that goofball down there in South Carolina that's uh on trial for murder?
4: Just that, nuts
2: that Just uh, went on the ju- uh the stand the other day. Just crazy uh, I mean, that was bizarre. What, murdoch, yeah, yeah,
4: murdoch or whatever his name what, is, isn't
2: it Murdoch? Yeah, I mean this guy. Yeah, I'm a liar, and I've stolen money from Just, everybody, and I lied about that, and so lied Kirk, about this. Chris and- Elliott
4: calls me on, um, I think it was Sunday, whatever day, no, whatever day that was last week, and he says, "Man, I got nothing to do today. I'm gonna go get me some lunch, maybe find, maybe watch a movie today." And I said, "Well, you know what?" And he started talking about that trial. I said, "Well, if, if, if you haven't seen this documentary, you need to turn on Netflix and watch." So what I found out, Kirk, there's another documentary on HBO about the same guy. Oh, there is. So there's two I documentaries. Want to see
2: that too? Well, I, you know, I got caught up the other day. I was driving back from Des Moines the other day, and it was on the, on the testimony radio. was on the radio, and yeah. I was listening to this, and then I saw it again the next day, and I got caught up in I, this guy is up for murder. He murdered his wife and his son. Allegedly. And he's on the
1: witness stand, <laughs> well, giving Allegedly. this testimony. Oh, hold on, hold on. And I couldn't believe what I was listening to. Who could do that? I, I don't who could murder their wife and his son.
4: So what we understand is how can, he's been how been that, even of that? Happen. he's been accused of and then he tried to kill himself and yeah. to get the money to help his only remaining he found a guy. Son. While he
2: was changing a tire on his vehicle, he found a guy to come and shoot, shoot him, him in the head. And they found out that was he set that up.
4: So that the kid could get money, it wasn't gonna be a suicide. But right. I mean, he he set and, it up and, to make it look like he was changing attire. tire. Crazy!
2: And all these people that died: his housekeeper uh, fell Every, off the back step of his house. Uh, yeah. there, there was a there was a girl that got uh, boating accident that happened nuts. Uh, when yeah, uh, this the girl got lost uh, and it was his son that was dr- that was drunk and driving the boat yeah. and and uh, another family. another guy was found in the middle of the road what and, a mess i mean that's this is a bizarre thing
4: so anytime you can get a, a guy hey. to tr- on <laughs> trial to, to testify against for or against himself it's always <laughs> riveting tv but i
2: watched that entire netflix uh pretty crazy wasn't series. it Kirk? It yeah just, i mean hey that, kurt that is wild
1: um, Steve just posed a question right. to us here on, on the chat room. He said, "Is the Midwest Wingless Racing Association going to be racing this year?" Can't find a schedule for them anywhere.
2: That is a good question. I'm not really sure what the uh, what the latest is on that. Uh, I know uh, Ray Cunningham would know about that, but I I don't know for sure what the what the plans are this year. Right. For that.
1: Todd, there's a bottle of water. You got it? Okay. Uh,
2: They draw pretty good car counts on that series in the events that they've had over the last few years. Considering that they pay less
1: than war, they draw more cars than war.
2: Now, I see on their uh, Facebook page that they're going to have a, uh, well, that would have already been, a preseason driver's meeting was held on Saturday. Uh, for the Midwest Wingless Racing Association, and I'm not sure what the where was that. How many at? people showed up for that? It Wh- was at Extreme Color, wherever that's located. Mm. Uh, so they've had a preseason drivers' meeting already, which was held on Saturday. Uh, how many showed up to that, and what are the results of that? I'm not sure, but we'll dig into that and right. find out what their plans are for 2023.
1: Mm-hmm. Shelby Manthe was doing a pretty good job running that series
2: last year. Yeah, Raul a couple of years ago ran that series. He decided
1: to uh do Raul else. has decided to take a step back. Yeah. a little bit. Which is um you know, to me, I think Raul was one of the reasons people really wanted to run that series. Don't yeah, you think? Yeah,
2: and he uh he had a great relationship with the competitors in that series. And the
1: drivers, right? Right. mm mm-hmm.
2: Mhm. Now I'm looking at they've put out a schedule. I thought I had that up here just a second ago. Uh they put out a tentative schedule, it appears. I don't I don't see what uh Well maybe that'd have been something else. US thirty six Raceway had uh, uh is had that a date this scheduled. year's schedule? Yeah, they had twenty twenty three dates at at Osborne, April 14th, May 26th, June 2nd, June 23rd, July 21st, September 1st, September 22nd, September 29th, and 30th, uh. Wingless Sprints at US 36 Raceway. Now, if that it's on the uh, Midwest Wingless Sprint Facebook page that posting uh, their right there
4: home, yeah their actual website page doesn't have anything for this new year no it's,
1: schedule at all
2: it
4: just goes to 20 they've got a bunch
2: of dates that they're going to have at u.s 36 raceway yes yeah, but nothing on the official But anyway we'll
1: dig into is it. that a 2023 schedule yeah.
2: yeah yeah yeah
4: so if you look here if you, we're looking on the screen real quick here that if you go to where their schedule is it 2022 is the only option 2021 20 so they haven't got anything on paper yet are on digital yet so
2: well we'll try to find out more and uh, get you the information on what the plans are for you know i think uh,
1: the good thing about uh, the mwra is is that they stay close to home they don't pull too far away
2: yeah because these guys work for 11 they got it you know they're they work monday through friday so they don't have really a lot of time to do a lot of traveling
3: mm
4: yeah, that meeting, so that meeting was on Saturday, so I don't, and then the swap meet was the day before that, so I don't know. Like you said, we're still kind of, I'm, I'm like you guys, I'm kind of searching, do some stuff. But right. Looks like they've updated their Facebook page more than they have their homepage, so you might right. keep an uh, eye. Uh, Here's where you're we seeing that, Kirk. That now, was, you
2: just rolled past something there that I couldn't pull up the second time, but it doesn't yeah, pop up again right there, on that so. Facebook page. So.
4: April 21st, April 29th. That's at I-70, May 5th, Humboldt, May 6th. So we're looking at that here on this.
2: Yeah, you're seeing something there that I didn't see earlier. There we go.
4: now yeah, that's that? Oh. Whoop. Why does it just keep doing that?
2: There it is. That's what I had up. Oh, it,
4: it won't stay. That's, but it doesn't stay. <laughs> hold on a second. I can get it to stay. Hold on a second. There we go. All
2: right. Now what, pull that up. Is that a schedule?
4: It says twenty twenty three tentative, 2023,
2: tentative, tentative schedule, schedule right there. there so you go.
4: April twenty first, Electric City will be your first one out of the. You, game know, you let,
1: me, let me say something about Electric City Speedway. They have really cleaned that place up down there.
2: I just don't like the name of it.
1: I me personally, I don't like the name <laughs> of it because there's another Electric City Speedway. Oh yeah, that's right. right? I forgot. Up in in, in Great Falls, Montana. Right. I I think they should have left it seventy one Speedway. Yeah, what's wrong or 49 with Forty nine Speedway.
2: When they named it Butler Speedway, there was already a Butler Speedway up in Michigan. So I thought old seventy one Speedway sounded pretty good to me. That there's that name's but not. But they on could any have called it forty
1: nine Speedway. They could have called it forty nine. So they're going to have a
4: co sanction yeah. event there at I seventy with War and M W R A. Looks like tw- two thousand five hundred to win on april 29th and then if you look way down at the bottom of the schedule down you see lakeside speedway's got another date there as well
2: so they have released a 2023 schedule
4: yeah it's if you look in the right hand corner with the dot dot tentative with potential added dates so these look like they're probably pretty set in stone what hasn't been set in stone is extra dates they might be adding on to the schedule Is what that looks like so i-70
2: right. I- motorsports park is the first one
4: yes sir well april, april 29th
2: yeah. they're going to pay 2001 at lakeside
4: yeah april 21st at at electric- oh it's electric city yeah. the first one then, yeah. I- then i-70 and i-70 yeah humboldt 81 us 36 um so there you have clash
2: there you have it tim there at uh, Lakeside or, or Speedway Steve. at least a couple of times.
4: Yeah, two times. Looks like a couple with, um, with uh with a I thirty five thrown in there in a valley as well. U.S. So.
2: thirty six raceways we talked about looks earlier. Looks like U.S. thirty six is
4: going to have about four or five events. So luckily, U.S. thirty six might be where you want to go this year. That looks like a good schedule. So All I right. thir- yeah I thirty or thirty six.
1: How many dates is on there right now? One, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. At least a dozen. 20. 20. I oh,
4: counted 20. 20 20
1: okay 20 okay that's about one. where they wanted to be about yeah. 15 to 20 yeah.
2: races. and the car counts have been good over the last 2 3 years yeah no absolutely bad. so looks like well. the last
4: race so far tentative will be the US 36 race at September 30th so 29th the Friday and Saturday it looks like will be the IMCA Missouri National Season Championship weekend so that'll be at the very that's September so a long season. It looks like they will be adding some can, dates. Yeah, you can see there's some some times in there, but between July and the August, July 28th to August 18th, there's a couple. Weekends. Go to
2: MidwestWinglessRacing.com.
4: Yeah, that's what I I, I kind of did, and it didn't. Let me see if we can go back. All
2: right. There. Further Facebook page. Uh, Todd, let's take a,
1: let's take another break, and then we'll come back. We're going to talk a little bit about what happened last night at Lincoln Speedway. Justin Peck picked up the victory, $6,000 to win. And we'll talk about that next right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. And we'll be back with more right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network.
6: You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod-in Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod-in Supply is an assortment of Rodins, radius rods, and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodinsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod End Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing or going off-road, Rod End Supply is an assortment of Rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is.
8: To learn more, go to Supply.com. rod and Supply is involved with a variety of
6: motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, rod and Supply is an assortment of rod radius rods, and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is.
5: To learn more, go to Supply.com.
1: Welcome back. It's most of the Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod In Supply. We can't thank Bob Douglas for being great supporters of the Racing Boys um, over the years. And we also want to remind everybody what's going on up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. They're going to be giving away a 2023 Z06 with a Z07 performance package. It's a pearl white metallic tri color. And they're also going to give you $25,000 in cash, Kirk, to help pay for the taxes. That's a pretty good deal right there, isn't it? Yeah. I'm Give mean, you $25,000 to help you pay for the taxes on that thing? That, uh, that
2: needs to happen. you got to right. pay the taxes.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And this car, to be honest with you, it makes 760 horsepower. It's a 5.5 LT6 V8 motor. It goes from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds it's an 8-speed automatic with a lofty 8600 rpm creating 670 horsepower and it's an all aluminum cylinder block casting and uh, to be honest with you this car has got the big brakes, got the the big tires on it. It's got the aero package on it as well. And all the proceeds that when you buy a raffle ticket all these proceeds go directly to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Right, Kurt? Uh,
2: yes, they do. And uh, the Brian Clausen Suite Tower, I'm told by Bob, it's paid off. Isn't that great? And, but there, there are all other kinds of projects that always go on. At the Hall of Fame yeah. it
4: takes lots of money to bring in those, and they're
1: going to have the Williams
4: Grove. What I um, going
1: say. They're yeah. going to have a Williams Grove exhibit up there this summer. Yeah, that'll be fun to see. Man, a lot of history at Williams Grove that. Speedway. Yeah, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. So, if you want to uh, have a chance to win this Corvette, go to winaz 6 corvettecom dot winaz 6 corvettecom Buy you a raffle ticket. We're going to buy some, aren't we, Kurt?
2: Oh, absolutely. We, yes. always, we always buy do.
1: raffle tickets. Yes. Whenever it is, it's if it's the Sprint car or if it's the Corvette, we always buy them, don't we? You
3: absolutely.
4: Never know. Can't yes. win if you don't play. I can't wait to see this
2: uh Kirk new Corvette up there at Knoxville. We got a brick up there somewhere, don't we? We do. It's up on the second floor. I looked at it in August. I you did? Take <laughs> a picture there. of that next time and
4: we'll <laughs> put that on our Facebook it's page. It's still
2: there. The racing boys. Have, I, I I have not seen that brick.
4: Have Bob Bo- Douglas send us a picture of it. I mean Bob Baker, have It's uh, right
2: around the elevators on the second floor of the hall of fame. It cool. is how cool is that? It's right by the elevator. Yep. How about that? Right. I I uh, as I said, I saw it in August up there. That's
3: when good we stuff. were
2: Up there at the national. When, when you're there when next time. When did we buy that brick curtain? You need oh, to. It's it's been years. I don't know. Ten years ago. Probably 10 years When you're
4: ago. up there next time, wipe it off. Keep it polished. Keep her clean. Make her look pretty. You yeah. Know, that's good stuff. Well, How like you that? said, they're open seven days a week, and you're looking at the phone number right there. You can give them a call and get any information you want.
2: I'm not sure when they take delivery of the Corvette, if they, it's already up there or not. We need to check in with Bob to see what the yeah. status is of that. But Maybe we'll get
1: Bob on next week.
2: I'm, I'm thinking it'll be up there at least by the time the season opens up in April, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not really quite sure.
1: We need to get Bob on. Let, yeah. let let us know what's going on yeah, up there at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. All right, Kirk, um, last night at Lincoln Speedway, um, Justin Peck, he picked up the win over Brett Marks last night. Devin Borden was third. Uh, podium finish for Devin Borden. That was a good it one for It was a him. day show, yeah. afternoon show on a
2: Sunday afternoon. Good crowd at Lincoln Speedway.
1: They, they just kind of ripped the top all night, didn't yeah. they? Yeah.
2: But I thought it was a pretty decent race for being in the daytime.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh,
2: Peck, uh, he had to work at it to get the lead there in that race. But once he got out in front, he just ripped the lip and held off Brent Marks there at the end. Devin Borden had Brent a Brent Marks run. was
1: making a run at him right there I at the so. end, wasn't he? Yeah. I thought
2: Devin Borden looked very impressive yesterday. Let afternoon. me
1: tell you something about Devin Borden. He, he was running with us on the Luxor ASCS ASES National Sprint Car Tour. And when we decided to go out to PA, we went out to PA, and he got an offer to drive a 410 Sprint car out there, and he never came back. Yeah. He's from the Pacific Northwest.
4: He is a a PA driver now, isn't he? Yeah, he's
2: a full-fledged member of the Pennsylvania Posse.
4: (laughs) I had a local... We had a kid here in town that I was friends with on Facebook, a race car fan, and he would occasionally jump on to other race teams and help him out whatever and he was friends with devin borden he said hey you gotta you gotta check out this guy i think he's gonna be on the ASCS tour on the west this is before he was out there on that west coast tour and he said man he's a good kid he's he goes I'm he out. is a good kid and he says i'm out helping him on and, the road and right he's now. got a good dad his, da- I, his
1: dad won the championship yes, up sir. at skagit a couple times and that
4: was what the kid had said he said his dad had been a big driver at skagit right and he said he's going to hook up with, with the ASCS tour up here in Skagit and, and run that tour up there. And, man, we talked to him. And like you said, We after had that, him on the
1: show down there yeah. at, uh, at, um, at, at, at the Chili Bowl, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, yeah he, was, uh,
2: he was on one of your shows with you and Scotty. Yep, yeah, no doubt. Down there, but uh, good solid third-place finish yesterday ahead of Danny Dietrich and Anthony Macri. Those are your top five. And uh, Justin Peck, who finished second on Friday night to Freddie Raymer, did one stop better yesterday. Here's a, here's a driver, Scott, that uh, is really stepping up his game, and that's Justin Peck. He is, uh, he's a guy that's really elevated. Going to have to keep
1: an eye on schedule. him this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'll
2: be racing with the All-Stars this year, I'm sure. And uh, But so far, he's off to a pretty good start.
1: Yep, no doubt about it. So um, I thought that race was pretty good last night. Yeah. I I thought for a second there, I thought that Marks was going to close in and and, and give him a run right there at the last of that race. Did you? Yeah,
2: I I did too. Of course, you can't count Brett Marks out. If you're Justin Peck and you see that 19 car right behind you, you're, uh, I wouldn't say, uh, Peck is the guy that gets nervous, but you, you got to be mindful of the fact that uh, you got a pretty heavy hitter right behind you there, but yeah. uh, Peck did a pretty good job of uh, staying consistent that they're right there to the very end. I thought it was a pretty good race, considering it was a daytime race. Good crowd on hand, and so, uh, you know, for them to even get two shows in with all this weather that's been going on in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Friday, I think, was a good day. It was... A warm day on Friday. They got that show in, and they knew they weren't going to be able to run on, uh, well, that was Thursday night. The the first race was on Thursday night, and then they knew the weather was coming in Friday and Saturday, so they called those off, said, you know what, we'll come back Saturday afternoon, see if we can run on Sunday, and they did. So they got two shows in in a week. Uh, that the weather was just not very good all yeah. across the country.
4: Well, I, right. if you read Tammy's comment at the very beginning of the show, she says, "Happy Monday, boys! Do you believe us crazy PA Posse fans got to to this two got to see two sprint car races this weekend?" So Amazing. I mean, she's a, she's laying it out right there for you. She yeah, they
1: had
2: great crowds.
3: let me let me ask packed. Tammy
1: something. Was it cold yesterday at that race? How cold was it yesterday? Looked like it was cool.
2: You could see some people had coats on and the sun was out. Right. Uh, but I saw a couple of guys wearing stocking caps, so I think it was a little bit on the cool side, yeah. but I'm not sure what the temperature was.
1: Uh, Borden is a nice addition to the P- central PA lineup. He's his current crew chief was Anthony Macri's crew chief. His old crew chief? Yes. Yeah. His old crew chief, yeah. How about that? Maybe right. that's why Devin's doing so much better. Doing pretty good. Get yeah. some
4: good people helping, you. it never hurts. Especially if he's, a, we already knew he's a pretty good driver. He's a pretty good wheel man, so mm. get some guys behind him.
1: Marie said the weather for Port mm. Outlaws Show weekend, weather was so far not good. So far. It, it, and Tammy said it was in the 50s. A little breezy, but tolerable.
4: There you go. That's pretty good if you consider the time of the year.
1: You know, but you know, for me personally, when it's 50 degrees outside, I get cold.
4: I do. I get real cold. if 60, the I mean, older I get, yeah. the
1: colder I get.
4: I'm, I got no fat on my bones at all. I get cold real quick, so I'll take anything warm. But, right. But, yes, 50 in February in Pennsylvania is very handable. You know, you can tolerate that at a racetrack. Sure. So the,
2: the uh, who's helping Devin Borden out now? The, the, the shuttle worse were the people who helped Anthony Macriot. Are Is it those people?
4: Must, That's must helping
2: be. Devin Board out?
1: I, I, I'm not clear on that. Yeah,
2: you know when they uh, split apart last year, uh, Macri the shuttle worse. Uh, I, I would assume it's uh, those those maybe folks we, that we're talking about. Macri we'll just seemed to keep on moving after that split. He was able to. He got some help from uh, the uh, Bernie Bernie Stuchin, uh there for a while, and just kept right on marching ahead.
1: Never Wear slow that down. Hat. Never that slow down.
2: Hat.
3: Uh-uh.
1: Yeah. Mm-mm. So, all right. Um, listen, we we are going to take a break uh, one more time in this hour, and when we come back, Trenton Barry from dirt dot com is going to join us. We're going to talk a little bit about USMTS racing, what's going to be taking place, some of the dates coming up. They got a big date coming up this weekend. Um, they're going to be running at uh, Rocket Raceway Park in Petty, Texas. Is that this weekend, Kurt? That's uh, March 2nd through the 4th, the 13th annual USMTS Summit Spring Nationals. We'll talk about that and more. And we'll talk about King of America. That's going to happen at Humboldt. And that's all coming up here in just a couple weeks. So we'll talk about that and more with Trenton Barry when we come back. Stay tuned for more. Of Mostly Motorsports, it's all brought to you by Rod End Supply.
9: Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod End Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod End Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at RodAndSupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. RodAndSupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years.
1: Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott. He's Kirk. We're the Racing Boys. Todd Surprise helping us out here today, as he always does. So what do you think, Kirk?
2: Uh, You know, we didn't have a lot of races to talk about this weekend, but uh, that's quickly going to be picking up this weekend. USMTS opening up 2023 campaign.
1: Yeah. Joining us now from raceanddirt.com, the guys that cover modified racing better than anybody in the business um, Trenton Barry joins us now. Hey, Trenton, how you doing?
0: Hey, I'm I'm good. I hope we I uh, hope we get to make this trip to Texas. The uh, weather weather looks a little suspicious, but uh, it's on on a schedule for right now.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. So um, this is so. the 13th annual USMTS Summit Spring Nationals. It that's at uh, Rocket Raceway Park in Petty, Texas. Talk about that racetrack a little bit. Trenton
0: yeah so it's it's a newer place um you know kind of in the continuum of dirt tracks all across the country and it, it kind of ran off and on for a few years and um Kevin Sister was partners with Kevin Rogers at uh, RPM there in Crandall a track I know you guys know a bunch about and
3: right anyway
0: it didn't didn't work out Kevin Sister was looking to, to purchase a track and um end of the year uh, two seasons ago, was able to to make a deal on this one, and uh, it's it's just outside of Dallas. There, I don't know about an hour and a half or so, um, really close to to Paris, Texas. Uh, no passport needed to go to Paris. Um, right, but uh, it's uh <laughs> it's it's a really good racetrack. It just it it kind of fought for uh, consistency. You know, it was just kind of off and on. And uh, anyway, so stairs, Really good. Uh, he's successful plumber. He's got a, got a really good business out of out of the DFW area. So um, this was kind of a, a next step for him. You know, he's, he's a good racer for, right. for many, many years. But uh, he's proven to be a pretty exceptional track owner.
1: Yeah. Uh, what, is Dustin Sorensen really the odds-on favorite to maybe win the championship again this year? He, he had five wins last year, 23 top fives and 30 top tens. Uh, who would be the odds on favorite to win the championship this year? You think,
0: man, I don't, I don't think you could probably say that. I I just, I I don't know yet. You know, it's, it's going to come down to who, who, who can can have that consistency. And it's, it's, it's been a few different guys the past few years. You know, there's not been one dominant racer and, uh, you know, this year looks like there's, there's a few new guys coming in too. So, um, I don't think Sorensen's going to probably hit every race this year. Um, he got a pretty big opportunity from Jimmy Mars at, at the end of last season. and um, I know he's going to split time between a, a late model and modified. So um, I wouldn't expect him to, to be at every single one of the USMTS races, but I know he's going to be at, at several of them. Um, he, he could be the odds-on favorite to, uh, to be on the podium at every race that he's <laughs> at, though. Uh, I can right. I could tell you that for sure. Um but I man, I just picking a favorite's such a crapshoot right now. You know, they ran a Tom's race, which pretty close in rules. I might be even be identical. I I don't really know for sure exactly what changes that series had the past few years, but Rodney Sanders won that one in Ardmore this past weekend and right. um, he's you know, Rodney's always gonna be tough no matter no matter what he's racing. So, um I just, uh, I feel like we're just a little too early to, to, to pick given odds on. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, a handful of guys, Ramirez will be right there. Um,
1: he won I, six races Jason last Hughes. year, right? Six races yep. he won.
0: Been, yep. It's been a while since Jason Hughes has won a USMTS race, but came out of the gates like gangbusters last year, got his boy racing too. I don't know if he's decided if he's going to run every race or not this year, but, uh, um, you know, he's J- Jason's always good too, and just a, a host of those MB cars uh, that, that run out of out of uh, you know run, run Jimmy Mars cars are, are are good. So um, you know, Mullins Tanner Mullins could be one. This could maybe be his year. He was so strong last year, right? Uh, highlighted by his twenty thousand win race out there at Lakeside that he won uh, that honored Grant Younghands. So um, tough, tough to really say at this point.
1: You know, it, it appears to me that Terry Phillips has really got his act together right now. Tell me what's going on with his team, and, and, and he, he made some changes over the winter, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he did. Brand, brand new race cars. They're called Bloodline Race Cars. The frames are uh, built out of out of central Missouri, and um, it's Terry's design, and it was a uh, surface plate and a jig that his dad built cars with for years was so kind of their their baseline, and, and those... Uh, Apparatuses went up to uh, went up to Central Missouri to uh, to where his, his frames are being built and um, yeah, bloodline race cars. It's a pretty cool name and pays tribute to his dad. Uh, I'd expect them to come out come out good. They haven't put one on the track just quite yet, but uh, they're looking to do so this weekend. I, I so hope we can get this. This this is kind of a weird weekend for dirt track racing. USMTS really uh can can get a a good lion's share of the attention all across the country this this particular weekend there's there's not a whole lot going on which is, is strange i feel like um so i'm i'm really hopeful we can get get a couple of these days in. so um we'll see what the promoters decide how we'll decide how risky they want to be right off the bat and with the, the kind of money that's on the line i don't i don't i'm glad i'm not in their situation and whatever they whatever decision they go with i'm I'm behind them 100 percent. do we know yet besides terry who's going to be
2: driving these bloodline race cars who else is going to be uh behind the wheel of these cars yeah
0: there's a few few different ones out there um brandon Givens is going to be in one right off the bat um terry's got some people outside of the usmts world that, that help him and, and he races with but um uh, going to have a couple different ones uh, they're going to be out of the area that we probably won't ever see here uh, but people around here Brandon Givens will be in one uh, Dylan McCown is going to be in one uh, to start off the year as well even though he's going to split time between a, a modified late model but uh those two for sure um and I'm sure I, I know there were a few more um, but details are details are kind of quiet on where where on <laughs> the these cars are uh, right. are promised, at least the early ones. But I think, guys, he had, and don't, don't quote me on this exactly, but I think seven or eight orders right away, you know, just like right when he announced it. So um, that's going to be a lot for somebody that's not going to run a, I, I guess, kind of a production chassis shop, but not really. I mean, it's not, uh, these cars aren't going to take precedent over his racing program for sure, you know. So right. yeah. um, you're going to be kind of get them get when you can type deal. Who's he got helping him out with this project? So, a kid by the name of Tony Rogers is, is really helping him a ton. Um, and and he's going on the road with with Terry. Uh, we call him Tommy Boy. That's what he's been known in the, in the pits as for years and years. And, uh, very high, high level, right? When you're talking about somebody that really knows race cars and all the aspects of them, uh, Tony's, Tony's very sharp and, uh he's he's helping Terry with these uh cars and um I was out at, at at t p shop here about um oh I don't know it might have been two months ago by now, but uh, so somewhere here over the off season one day I don't really remember it's it's been a little bit, but anyway they had they had a uh, a large portion of that shop that where Terry's stuff didn't go, but you know that's kind of a compound out there where he races and it was it was his dad's shop initially. And they've, they've uh, uh, kind of revamped some of it. And anyway, there was a portion of it that wasn't really being used for anything that they've hauled off uh, uh, things they didn't need anymore and cleaned up and swept. And um, They've built, built uh, racks for parts and storage. And um, he, was, he was getting geared up even at that point. So I'm sure right now that they've got uh, just a ton of parts and things
7: ready to go for the year.
0: March 23rd through the 25th,
1: it's Racing Dirts USMTS King of America presented by Shock Hitch. Talk about that race, and that's one of your biggest races of the year, isn't
3: it?
0: Come on with it, yes. And this race needs a big rebound, guys. It, it, they fought all kinds of weather issues last year, and that was Jr. and Katie Sartain's first year um, owning that humble Speedway, and it just that whole thing all around was tough but because the weather was so bad and that's that can happen you know around yeah. here this time of year but what's really weird is it's not it's not been typical uh that Humboldt's had to battle just a ton of weather you know you might get you might lose a night but you don't typically lose two and have one being so rough and you know a lot of times you don't have to run double shows to get stuff in and it just had all kinds of. It has had all kinds of things going against it last year, and it was all based on the fact that the weather sucked, and it sucked the whole weekend. Right. Um So I'm I'm looking for a a big recovery in that event, and and uh, and and Jr. and Katie and, and John Allen that's helping run the place. They they certainly deserve that. You know. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice for them to to hit a lick and get a little bit of success. I'm, in their new venture with that racetrack, because that's a place that's delivered year after year after year. So yeah. it'd be nice for them to be able to, to, to feel that and have a good taste in their mouth for, for the event. It's neat. Cause it's, you know, the battle at the bull Ring is running right there together with it. So, right. uh, it's not only a huge modified race, which it is, I think it's, you know, uh, you look at races all across the country the King of America has become a top, top five modified race. No, no question about it. So, um, uh, to add these B- mods with it too are, are pretty cool, and it's it's just awesome. You know, March, March, and Humboldt around our part of the world. You know, speaking from where I'm at all the way to where you guys are at and, and beyond, just just kind of it's just kind of right, and that's that's just what what happens. You know, hum, Humboldt really dominates in March. Right. Tell me
1: a little bit about the new owners and and your relationship with them. They seem like good people.
0: Great. Yeah. And so they they started out and uh, had had purchased, um, purchased 81 over in Wichita. Right. Oh, it's probably, gosh, they bought it from C-Ray. It was probably four years ago, I'm thinking now.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, it
0: doesn't seem like it's been that long, but but I, I think I think probably four years ago. And um, made a ton of improvements. I don't know if you guys have been to 81 much lately, but they made a ton of improvements over the offseason last year to this year. Kept working. And um, they've got those new um, – they've got the new lights in like, like they have at Knoxville, you know, the, the, the LEDs that come on, on and off and you can sync it to music. Right. Um, it's going to be, going to be quite the deal there at 81 Speedway. So, um, that's that, they purchased Humboldt over the off season last year. John Allen works with them, uh, in, in both endeavors. as he's kind of slowed down his, you know, behind the wheel racing, uh, personally. So, uh and john's john's adapted very well and and i knew he would because john's a people person right and he deals so well with the public and he's he's not only good with the fans and, and, and media like like us he's, he's great with us but he's so he's so well respected with the racers you know just the time that he put in right right the level that he raced at he, he's just built in having the racers respect which is worth a ton so JR and Katie did a good job aligning aligning him in their in their program. Um, So yeah, they're just a great people. JR JR has JR has the ability, and it'll all just depend on how long he wants to stick with it. He's he's saying and doing all the right things right now. Um, JR will have the ability to be the next great promoter in American racing short track racing and i yeah. i know i know i'm saying a lot right there but he has the ability to do things for, for one wichita is such a great racing market it's one of the greatest racing markets in in the midwest it's, it's probably you know you're going to look you're going to look Kansas city st louis uh omaha uh which they're struggling for a, a real kingpin racetrack now with the loss of i80 but and and, and i'm going to put wichita right there with it um just places that can do things that other places can't, you know, and they right. have such a track record. Wichita is such a race in town and, and a huge population that there's a lot that can, can go on there uh, that other places can't. And jr's not afraid one bit to stick his neck out and lay it on the line to put on a quality show, whether it's something done at a level that hadn't been done there before, whether it's bringing in. New series, new ideas. There's not a thing in the world that man's not willing to try, and I have uh, a ton of respect for him for what he's done, what he's put into racing, um, and it'll just—it's just, just going to depend. Jr. is going to be able to, to set his own pace at this and and do this as long as he wants. But man, if if he puts him together a good a good twenty plus year run at this, which he certainly could, he's young and ambitious. Uh, he's going to be a name that everybody across the country is going to know
1: do you think 81 races different with the wall around it now than it than it did without yeah. the wall
0: yep but I, but I don't i don't I don't think that it's any better or worse but it is different yeah yep for sure for sure it is and and honestly it it kind of needed that wall just there was a lot of things that were just a little too wide open around there <laughs> just yeah too much access too many people able to move too I always felt like there was a little too much liability around there, to be honest. But you know, I'm I'm not one to tell somebody how to run their business. But clearly, Jr. and John and Katie thought the same thing, right? Or they wouldn't have wouldn't have made the changes that they did too. Right, so right. Um, just just a lot a lot better um, having that there now. I, I don't think it's bad to establish boundaries and facilities, you know, and. Uh, um but yeah, I, I think it's different, but it's not. It's not bad, you know. It's a, that track races so well, so consistently. Um, I I love, I love going. To, I love going to eighty one. I love going to Humboldt. They're two of my favorite places.
1: Yeah, uh, on May fourth through the sixth, you guys are going to be at Lakeside Speedway for the Jayhawk Modified Classic. Um, yeah. what where, where does that race rank with USMTS?
0: So it's new for USMTS, you know. Right. Um, obviously, the, the name's not. Uh, I'm so glad. I mean, to me, if you're going to run that race, that's that's the name for it, right? Like you're going to run that in Kansas City. That's exactly what that, that thing needs to be called. Um, although, I would, you know, if they would have wanted to call it the, the Chiefs Modified Classic, I'd have been okay with that group.
4: Right. Me now. too. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's Jesus. on NASCAR Jesus, weekend, like,
10: too.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's on NASCAR weekend. They're no dummies. Um, so man i think it's you know it's going to be one of the big ones out there for sure i i don't know you know there's no there's no history with it for the series so um you know I, the the name's awesome i'm glad they have brought it back i know things come and go I'm, I'm glad the name didn't die though you know and uh i'm i'm awful appreciative of uh of of darren you know being willing to to do this and. And uh, kind of bring bring that forward and help help on that end of things. So um, I love it. You know, I I love love racing in Kansas City. Always have. So uh, I think it's terrific. We get a three day show there at Lakeside.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it, a big weekend. Um, August third and then August fourth. You've got uh, the second annual USMTS Bushwhacker race out at I seventy Speedway, and then the following night. It's the seventh annual USMTS Grant Youngins Memorial presented by Quick Shop. Um, That's a big weekend here in Kansas City, isn't it?
0: Oh yeah, it is. So a few few things on that, right? That's that's the only weekend of the year that we don't have a three day race somewhere. And just just the way it worked out with all those events, you know, Grant's race had always been a one day race, and you didn't want to lose that. I seventy, although it is a great racetrack, I'm just going to tell you guys.
3: It's it fast
0: on that race last year. Uh, it's very fast. It's very demanding. It is not at a place right now that can support a ten thousand to win race, and I'm I'm just being as, as honest as I can be with you. Uh, the dollars and cents aren't there, and uh, we wrote we wrote the check on our half to, to 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 prove that and back that up and to be able to make that statement last year. So uh, that thing's running for about half the purse this year. We're partnered with the racetrack. Um, which was was a great uh, a great thing as well. Fortunate to be able to uh, have the opportunity to go back there, but going back under a lot of different circumstances this year, which would have been the only way that it would have had the possibility to make it work. And Lucas Oil Speedway, they run so many uh, multi-day races. Um, I've always really enjoyed the fact that we can kind of roll in there and uh, roll in there and out in one day for. For big money and they're they're putting that money on the line again with the ten thousand to win there on saturday night um I, I i do enjoy the fact that most of the season on the broadcast side of things we get to set at multiple play at a place for multiple days so we're not having to set up and tear down but um it's it's not not the end of the world to, to have one day races although you know that it's going to be like 120 degrees that week right there too. right so, no doubt that'll be that'll be the week but it'll all it'll all come to a head but you know just again f- fortunate to be able to go to great great racetrack that's that's the key to that whole schedule this year i mean if you look at it um there's a ton of races there's actually more races on the schedule than there were last year it doesn't look like it though but just the way that, that it visually is laid out but man you just you are just talking about home run places that, that you get to go race and um that's pretty special
2: we're going to miss Bryce Hall out there, but I see uh, that the USMT has hired Eric Chesterman to step in there. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. Good guy? Yeah, Eric will
0: do a great – yes, very good guy. He'll do a great job. Um, and he's going to kind of be a day-to-day point contact for a lot of the racetracks for USRA. and going to work with that ARMS series, the American Racer Modified Series, uh, regional tour that's out of Texas. That's going to be a lot of his responsibility as well. I know just from talking to Todd and Eric and – um, and then going to be the uh, the voice of the series too. And on our side of things, selfishly, right, it was important for us to have somebody that was was good and easy to work with that uh, that we could uh, that, that would would do well with the TV side of things. And Eric's done that for years. We've uh, we've worked with him at, at both 81 and Wichita, and he's went he's went a few other places on the road with us on off weekends. We've we've brought him along and uh, you know had him had him at some different events here and there he'll flourish he'll he'll be just fine he's he's a pro so lucky to have him you know it's it's a lot of times it's hard to find good broadcasters that are wanting to do this stuff full time and and he was roaring and ready to go so uh it'll be a good deal and i and i will miss bryce i will tell you that but you know he's he had the chance to take a step there for his career and his future on on uh, what on the outside looks like a, a really great endeavor with uh a racetrack that's coming back to life that they've put several million dollars into a renovation close to his hometown. So, yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for Bryce too.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, I, I don't know if you know it, but I'm going to be shooting some video for flow this year. Oh, really? Yes, sir.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to, me. I'm going to be doing a little bit of running around and shooting some video for flow this year. And, um, uh, I have got my first date coming up at uh, RPM Speedway out there in Kansas. There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, out out in Hayes.
1: Yeah, no doubt. That's
0: that's a cool that's a cool place. Yeah, no doubt. That's a really cool place. Yeah, so uh, what you know that?
1: What are you going to be uh what are you going to be doing with uh some sprint car action this year? Are you still going to be doing OCRS Rebel Series uh give us a breakdown um, of what you're yeah. going to be doing on the sprint cars?
0: Yeah, some and a lot, a lot of the Sooner, and a little bit of the Mid South, um, just filling in when 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 available. You know what I mean? And I I make no bones about it to anybody that asks the the, the USMTS drives the ship for us, and uh, with that comes the responsibility at, at Staley's two racetracks in Iowa um, for the the events that that um, need to be done there. Like that that comes first for us. That always has come first and. and as long as we're partnered with him, we'll always come first. Um, even if rainouts dictate changes and those go on top of other things, that, that, that is the, that is the needle mover for our company. And t- we'll continue to be treated that way. But so everything else just kind of slides in where it fits in, you know, and, um, we've been fortunate to have a lot of great relationships there. So, um, uh, luckily, uh, just stick handles a lot of that <laughs> Staffing, scheduling, and, and things, and um, so you know, off the top of my head, I can't tell you if we're going to have 30, 40, 50 sprint car races, but I know there's there's going to be uh, there's going to be a lot of them on there this year. Right. Are there changes going on at Webster City with that racetrack
2: up there? What's going on up there, Hamilton County? You know,
0: they talked they talked about it, but I don't I don't think they went to work on it over the winter. I know a, I know they discussed maybe shortening it up a little bit, but um, they would put a ton of work in at Mason City. Over the over the years, I've really got it dialed in. So um, I, I don't think I think Webster, last I heard, was going to kind of stand pat as as it was.
2: Okay. Mason City. Um, you know, Staley. He's never
0: St- Staley. Staley never. Uh, he's always looking for the next next thing to make make his program better, right? So I've I've heard him talk off and on for years about about things at Webster City.
2: Mason City is one of my old stopping grounds. Back when I was in college, I used to drive up there do races on. Sunday nights at the old uh, at the Mason City track, big half mile racetrack. I love oh, yeah. what they've done with that track now. The what they, they took out the Kirk. big half mile. That smaller race. That's a great configured racetrack in Mason City now.
0: They blow your mind. We're going to have this. So Todd's going to put on his 25th anniversary event. It's going to be in the middle of the summer at Mason City, and he's working on all kinds of contingency stuff and special awards. And there's some stuff we're going to have to be involved with. I can't, I didn't really get the clearance for him to talk about him publicly, but it, it's all going to come out here and then over the next little bit, but um, it's going to be a huge purse and it's going to be the biggest purse that he's ever been responsible for in the history of his career. So um, that Mason city event in the middle of the summers is going to be quite the, uh, quite the spectacle.
1: Right. Um, I just want to give you a little bit of a shout out um, Tammy, uh, a great listener that listens to us in PA in Pennsylvania, um, even though there are no USMTS races in my neck of the woods, I've always enjoyed listening to Trenton Barry a well of information.
0: Well, I don't know about that. I'm just uh I'm just an idiot with a cell phone, but I hey, I appreciate that, you know? Yeah. That's uh that, that means a lot. I uh, I appreciate somebody
1: saying that. We've we, cool. we've we've got a ton of people that listen to us out in Pennsylvania right now.
3: I got
0: you. Yeah, I got you. Hey uh, Trent, I, I'd love I'd love to go out there to some races at some point. I've never even been to that part of the country.
2: Hey Trent, we're thinking of our friends down there in Oklahoma. Some bad storms hit down around Oklahoma City, Norman. Uh, I know you've got a lot of friends that. down that way. Uh, just uh, what do you hear about uh, some tornadoes down here last night? Man,
0: I uh, I uh, I heard about that. And I hadn't hadn't had any specific reports back, but
3: yeah, I know obviously
0: know I mean. a, a, a ton of people there, just like you guys do, and um, just hope hope the best for everybody. Some of that stuff we got a little bit. Here uh, we snapped a few electric poles around, so wow, it yeah. was uh, it was it was nasty all around for sure.
4: Yeah, Norman got hit pretty hard. we I looked at, I was watching some of the social media this morning. We're looking at a photo right now on social media of from that, and yeah, it looks like Norman took pretty big brunt of that. That's
2: what? where Oklahoma University has, that's uh, Christopher Bell's hometown, that's
3: yeah, exactly. no doubt.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yep, all yeah, right,
3: that was
0: uh, not <clears throat> something you like to see for sure.
1: Yeah, Trenton, do you got anything else you want to add to uh, what's going on and what's coming up? We'll see a couple of shows hey. at Red Dirt Raceway coming up. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I got some stuff there. We uh, we purchased a small stake in Mississippi Thunder Speedway over the winter. If you're just you're just giving me an open really? forum here, um, yeah, it was uh, it was just done here in the last month or so. Um, that's a place that's been awfully special to us over the years and a spot of some of our. Our uh, biggest events we've ever had the opportunity to cover, Fountain uh, City, Wisconsin, week, right? That, yep, yep. the the, um, the week of the Jayhawk Modified Classic, that track's got their biggest race of the year. It's fifty thousand to win Dairyland, uh, Dairyland Showdown, and it's a World Outlaw Late Model race. So, uh, pretty excited for that, and excited to see what the future holds there. As we're uh, partnered in with a good group of people we're not gonna to have to operate the racetrack obviously that's not our skill set but it's it's nice to uh, nice to dip our toe into another portion of the uh, of the industry and really just for us it was all about just trying to learn more you know we just need to, need to learn and figure out exactly how all this stuff works on the operations side of things and um, what goes into the, the full package of the sport you know I can I can talk with promoters till am blue in the face about about streaming and Everything that we do on that end, and they'll talk to you as well about some of the stuff on the operations side. But if you really want to pull back all the layers of the onions, it's, it's kind of a pay-to-play endeavor we've felt like over the years. So um, I'm excited to really dig in and just just learn as much as anything and work with great people.
1: We're visiting with Trenton Berry here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod in Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Trenton, we want to thank you for uh, taking the time to join us on the show, man. And, uh, again, you can find all the USMTS coverage that you want on
0: raceanddirt.com. Calling Maxine Barry Mobile. What is that? I have no idea. I'm trying to to navigate a domestic day here with the family, and my wife's walked into our store here in town, (laughs) and for some some reason her phone uh, was Bluetooth into the vehicle that I'm still sitting in. I literally have no idea. Okay. Sorry.
1: Well, all right, buddy. All good. Hey, not a problem. We want yeah. to. Th- we want to thank you for taking the time to join us here on the show, bud. We appreciate it. And uh, anytime that we need to get our USMTS information, we'll, we'll give you a call. All right. You
2: think they might make a call on that yeah. race down in Texas, at Petty, Texas, early in the week, or what? What do you think?
3: Yeah, they're going to either
0: decide to race or not tomorrow. Early, tomorrow. I'd say. Okay. All
3: right. So, yeah. And there's a lot, there. lot of
0: teams coming from up north, so. They're going to practice on Wednesday. They've almost, uh, they've, and I, I know they're going to do decide one way or another and put it out by Tuesday. So uh, they were still trying to debate right now whether they could, you know, even maybe race Saturday and Sunday and get a couple of the races in and, and what, what it might look like. So All right. um, everybody wants to race right now. This is a great time to be racing, right? Like everybody knows that. So yeah, uh, the, the goal is going to be to try to race if in any way possible, even if it's just maybe two of the three, you know. So we'll see see what they come up with. All, all right. right. Thank you, Trenton. We appreciate you.
1: You bet. See you, guys. Yep. See you. Thank you, Trenton. There's Trenton Berry from RacingDirt.com.
2: So, you know, it's just like anything this time of the year, late February, early March. You just don't know what the weather's going You just never be. know
4: what's going to happen. He's going to drive all the way down there, and they're going to pull that plug. And that's just. Let's I, hope I, that doesn't I happen. I know you don't miss that part of the.
2: Yeah, but he said they were going to make a decision tomorrow.
1: How many times have I done that, Kurt?
4: I remember your big You've one. Done that. Yeah. I remember the big one when you went to California.
2: Well you gotta go early, you and know, they, when it got rained well, out. Well the
4: pandemic. Remember? You got all the way out there and
1: and they one shut of, us down. You had one
4: event, and you shut you down, and it was like, man, you, all you did was drive.
1: I had to go to the hospital <laughs> in Northern California.
4: Yes, sir. During the when
1: hike. that was the biggest hot spot in California <laughs> during the week. at the time. During the world the, hadn't shut down yet, but that that was a, it
2: that was, was a few days before it spot. shut down. And, and then was, you just got home, and then the world shut down. Yeah. we had your party.
4: We and, had my birthday party. And that was the last public event we had for. A year and a half. I
2: mean, yeah. Well, we had the carb uh, hall of yeah, fame. Yeah, that's true. Went. That's right. We, we did. Had we that. had the
4: carb. And then that was it. Speaking of that, you got Kirk LA to be emceeing that coming up here pretty soon. This so Saturday. Looking forward that's this to This Saturday. This Saturday. Yep. Out mm-hmm. there at the.
1: And you're not going to be doing. And, and, and listen, just so the people know that that was not my decision. To not do live video out there. That was Kirk Elliott's well, decision. Well, you can do it
2: if you want to step no, in no, and do no, it. No, no, <laughs> it's, no. No.
1: It, it's not it, as It easy. wasn't my decision to do that. Yeah, so I, not, I don't want people to think that, s- Scott that Scott, pulled, Scott the, pulled the plug on it. Yeah. Kirk Elliott pulled the plug on it, it.
4: It became more and more difficult to do that. You pulled the
1: plug on it, didn't well, we you, we don't Kirk. really have Kirk, the wherewithal to do Kirk. a live video. We have the equipment to do it if you want to do it.
4: But you have to... We have, we have to take out a lot of Look, equipment. Look, did you out. see, Kurt? Yeah, don't talk no more. Don't talk anymore. But it basically, we don't have the, 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 the to-go equipment like we used to. Now we'll have to steal from the studio. We've got
1: all the equipment so, that we used to stream with. I know,
4: but it's all bolted down now. So. All of it. But, but it's here's, not active right now. It's not We've active. We've got
1: every bit of but
2: equipment. But here's
4: what. It did become... It, the signal that we had last year was very, very shaky. We, we. Out- I don't
1: want people to think that it was me. Yeah. No, because you know it was us. As a team. I don't have a lot of fans over there at the Hall of Fame, but we. And, do- and I, I don't want them to think that I pulled the plug on it.
4: But last year and the year before, we had some serious technical issues. I mean, it, it. Even though we pushed everything we had, it was still buffering. Oh, yeah. And no it was it was really, you know, we had a it's rough difficult time. and it's not because of what we have. It's just there's no hard line ethernet in the building. And then also we ran into some serious audio Listen, problems last year that had nothing to do with nobody other than when you're working with an in-house PA equipment. Sometimes things don't work right. Kirk
1: <laughs> wanted to get out of the streaming. Absolutely.
4: Well, not not just Kirk Elliott. Todd Surprise said uh, uh, <laughs> I'm ready to Me
1: over. me me personally, uh I uh, I'm still gonna be doing some streaming. Well yeah
2: Yeah, but you're working for somebody else, not for racing boys. Right. Yeah. That's the, whole, the big difference. We gig. just don't have the wherewithal to yeah. do the live streaming And
4: anymore. And like you said last year. What do you year... mean the
1: wherewithal? We have every piece of equipment that we have.
4: Kinda. It's all bolted down in, in the studio. We, If we pull this stuff up, the last time we took everything out of the studio and took it down there and we tried to hook it back up, guess who we had? I the, just don't want anybody thinking no, I that I pulled but, the plug yeah, on it. But we had Adam Bartling able to hook everything back up for us the right way. Right. And we're at the point now, man. I don't know if people know what this behind the scene looks like. I could pull up.
1: We're, we're we're just talk radio guys now. Yeah,
4: I mean that's what we do. There's a yeah. lot of equipment in order to push a, a signal anymore, man. And and I'm with Kirk Elliott. But it, when
2: you're working for Flow, you just show up and do the work. Yeah, they
1: worry about the streaming and all that. Like Trent, they've Ber- got a backpack that I have to carry. Yeah, that my camera plugs well, into. Like
4: like Trent Barry said when he went and worked for them that week, he said, "Man, I ain't going to tell you." but I loved it not having any responsibility other than making sure I knew where I needed to be. It makes a lot of difference. But like you said, you can see all this equipment here that we're looking at on the screen. A lot of this stuff has to be bolted or picked up and taken out. And in order to do the proper stream, now we could go out there and just shoot something, but I I wouldn't call that a racing boys broadcast quality. You know what I'm saying? In order to do it the way we like to, to promote things, we have to take a lot of equipment out there and, and, it's not as fun as it used to be. Mm. It's a lot of work. A
2: couple of events
4: this weekend. I,
1: I, I, of, I, I, I'm familiar with that work because yeah. I did most of it I, out on absolutely. the road. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Uh, a couple of events this weekend, in addition to the USMTS at Petty, Texas, at Rocket uh, Raceway Park. The World of Outlaws late models and sprint cars are in week in action this weekend. The late models will be at Smoky Mountain Speedway on Friday. Friday and Saturday night, and the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars will be at Volusia Speedway Park on Sunday and Monday of this weekend. Mm -hmm. So those are the two big events this weekend. NASCAR is at Las Vegas for the Trucks Xfinity and Cup Series Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I was looking, when, when does the NHRA open up? Well, it's not until next weekend. You know, for years they open up at the Winter Nationals in Pomona, California. Well, that's not until late March, early April April this year. They're going to run two events before they go to Pomona this year. The season opener is the weekend of March the 11th and 12th. It'll be at the Gator Nationals at Gainesville, Florida. So we're still a couple of weeks away from the NHRA opening up their season.
1: Just so you know, if you want to go to the Racing Boys homepage, you can find the Mostly Motorsports um, link at the top of the page. Um, Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys, and you can click on that banner, and it will take you to all of our pre-existing Mostly Motorsports broadcasts. How many have we done now, Todd?
4: This is 252 today.
1: 252.
4: Yes, sir. Had How about a big, that? Had a big interview last our big show last week with Sam Heyer and Steve Post. That got some pretty good downloads already on it. And then the one with Danny Lizowski also earlier episode two forty nine, which would have been the fifth, the sixth, sorry, February sixth. So yeah, yeah. Today is two fifty two, and it'll be up for you to listen to within twenty minutes of the show ending today. So if you haven't, if you just joined, you only got on part of the show today. Yep. It'll be up on uh, anywhere you find your streaming platforms. You just download it, and you can listen to it at your leisure.
1: Yep. Just go to the Racing Boys, um, the banner at the top of the page. Right there. And click on it, and it will take you right to it.
2: And some point over the next couple of weeks, we're going to uh, hopefully get Ricky Stenhouse Jr. on the show. Yeah, we've and, been uh, told that we're going to get him.
1: Yeah.
2: And, uh... Maybe a sprint car driver next week. We don't know who yet, but they're they're racing at Volusia Speedway Park next weekend. So yep. uh, we'll see if we maybe get a sprint car driver on next time.
1: Yep, no doubt about it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to uh, Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. For Todd, Surprise, for my partner Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer, saying thanks for joining us. Again, all brought to you by Rod and Supply. We'll see you next week right here on Monday, 12 noon Central Time. We hope you'll join us. We'll see you then.